The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. I got a fever, and the only prescription is smoking. Over the line! This. I'm sorry, Smokey. You're over the line. That's a problem. Is the cigar authority. Is it true that if you don't use it, you lose it? The authority. Is that a serious question? On everything cigar. No, it wasn't. Yeah. It's like I picked the wrong week to quit smoking. And out of the cigar industry. Sounds pretty awesome. With your host. You have to use so many cuss words. David Garofalo. Whenever I'm about to do something, I think, would an idiot do that? And if they would, I do not do that thing. Mr. Jonathan. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. Barry Stein. Have a scotch on the rocks. Any scotch will do, as long as it's not a blend, of course. Uh, a single malt. Glenolivet, Glenfiddich, perhaps. Maybe a Glengow. Any Glen. It's time to light them up. Sounds really fun. It's time. Cool. Cool. Cool, cool. For the Cigar Authority. I gotta have more cowbell. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Saturday, October 21st, 2017. Broadcasting live from the Lafleur Dominicana Cigar Soundstage. Today at Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, which is right above Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. And today, he couldn't stand his wife's nagging. Me so neither. He, so he drank himself unconscious for 20 years and awoke, and she was dead. Now he has a cigar. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. Can you even do that? Is that a plan? Is that a life goal? That's what he did. Sign me up. You're listening to The Cigar Authority, broadcasting over eight years, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast, awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine, awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is now the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network, Catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog on thecigarauthority.com. So, Barry, this is a cigar I smoked at the trade show, and it was a big deal even to get a sample at the trade show. Right. And um, they said, here, light it up. And it, it's one of those things when you're at a trade show and you're 20 deep already yep. that day into cigars. Nothing is very good. Right. I wasn't impressed with it. It was just, you know, I'm like, what a shame I'm even lighting a, lighting a cigar because it's an expensive cigar. But uh, tell us about it. Well, when you brought back, just to uh, add to that, when you brought it back a sample from the trade show, I didn't like it. Okay. But it aged well, and it shows why it didn't come out in July. It didn't come out until October. Okay. But today's first cigar is Papi Van Winkle, which is manufactured in Nicaragua at La Gran Fabrica Drew Estate. And today we're smoking the Bellicoso Fino, which measures 5 by 50 and it features an Ecuador Habano Oscuro wrapper over Indonesian binder and fillers from the Dominican Republic and Nicaragua. It carries a price tag of $24.99 per cigar. Wow. What? Yep. While for box, this? Yep. While box of, cigar, box of 10 retails for $221.99, which is a savings of $28 or 11% off the single price at twoguyscigars.com. The cigars are currently out of stock. The first batch sold out rather quickly, but you can sign up on the site to be notified when they do come back in stock because we expect them to sell back out quickly once again. And if you're too far from a brick-and-border retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. If we had any, but show, show, that, show a close-up of that one, Mr. J. It's not all that big. It's, it's a little torpedo. How long is this? 5 by 50. It's like a petite bellicoso, or they're calling it a bellicoso fino. And it's 25 bucks. It's 25 bucks. 
and we could sell them if we had any, but we had them, but they all sold out. They all sold out. So the, the hype, right? There was right. a lot it, of hype. It's like the Soprano cigar of the past. So much has to be paid. You know, they had to pay HBO. I'm sure Drew Estate has to pay the liquor company, Pappy Van Winkle, a portion. That drives up the price. Wow. I'm blown away with the price, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm Holy I, I What I will say, and I... And this I, better stand up. I, I was suffering from a little sticker shock initially. But if you look at the outside wrapper, very it, good. It's pristine. It's oily. Um, it's rolled floorlessly. It's... Floorlessly? Flo- floorlessly. <laughs> hey, I went to the Porky Pig School of Speech. What could I say? Yeah. Just leave it. Leave yeah. it. Just leave it alone. Uh, wow. So, okay, it's expensive, so we'll try it. We're going to give you the honest opinion of it. As, as I said, I had the sample, very unfair sample, mm-hmm. uh, because I had smoked so many cigars. Um, Is it infused with Pappy Van Winkle? From what I understand, it, it may, some of the tobacco may have been aged in a barrel that was once used for Pappy Van Winkle, uh, but I've read conflicting reports on that, and emails to Drew Estate went unanswered. So now Drew Estate makes the cigar not Hoy de Nicaragua. Correct. This is made at Drew Estate. All right. Let's see what it's all about. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand while all other brands were raising prices. Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars. They stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. So it's a torpedo. Now, torpedo, you've got your choice. Where do you want to cut the cigar? Don't cut it too far. Don't go all the way down. And do you cut it straight or do you cut it at a little bit of an angle? I try to cut it straight, but I did cut it a little bit of an angle only because I didn't cut it properly. I try to go at a little bit of an angle, and I've noticed people doing this on social media. Don't know the rhyme or reason behind it. But uh, you do what other supposedly people do. Supposedly, it, it is it, to channel the smoke so that the smoke can drift either up or down over your palate. And I noticed that it helps increase the flavor profile. And I think you're out of your mind. Yeah. Okay. It's the <laughs> same amount of smoke coming out of the same friggin' hole. It doesn't matter what direction it, it goes in your mouth. It's, it's subconscious. It goes in your mouth. So today we're going to use a used lighter, very beat up used lighter. <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> that is not true. Boy, today, it looks it. it today's looks lighter it. that we're featuring is the Vertigo Gauntlet. This lighter retails for $19.99. It features three inline jet flames. Fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank, and uh, at the bottom, you got a fairly large ring gauge, bullet punch, and an easy adjustment wheel that's the Vertigo gauntlet with the distressed finish. Distressed look. Do you like the d- distressed look? I like it. I like it. It gives it an antique feel. Yeah. But, but only for $19.99. Can't go wrong. Yeah, it's okay. if I, I don't want to pay big money for a lighter that looks like it's gone, you know, through the it, washing machine a couple of washing times? Washing machine. It looks like a, <laughs> more than that. You know, in addition to being sto- uh, antique, it looks stonewashed. Yeah, stonewashed. I was thinking that what, what word was that? When people used to buy those jeans and stuff, stonewashed and beat up and put some holes in it. I'd like to see the factory. They make the thing and then there's somebody that gets a razor blade or something and cuts a hole in it. Or, or sandpaper, I mean, because it was kind of rough looking like that. I was never a fan. Yeah, I like my jeans just to be jeans. Do you like them to be soft, though, like one? I like soft. The, the, the new jeans are coming out. They've got elastic bands in the waist. Nice. So, hey, Barry, I'm in for that. What do you think? After a good meal, you need that elastic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, a little stretchy. All right, so Pappy Van Winkle, also known as Rip Van Winkle. 
So oh, I, the same guy. I, I believe it has everything to do with that. Okay. So Rip Van Winkle is a short story by American author Washington Irving published in? Uh, 1933. 1838. 1819. I was close. You're to all over. Going over. No, you were 19-something. I said 18-something. I said 1833. One autumn day, to escape his wife's nagging, Van Winkle wanders into the mountain with his dog, Wolf. That was his dog's name. Hearing his name being called out, Van Winkle sees a man carrying a keg up a mountain and requires help. Together, the man and wolf proceed. Van Winkle does not ask who he is. Instead, he drinks some of their juniper, Jennifer, Jennifer, juniper, and falls asleep. So he, he drank from his jug or something. Doesn't, the guy knew his name, but he doesn't know who he is, and he drinks from his stuff. When he awakes, Van Winkle discovers shocking changes. His musket had rotten and rusted, and his beard was a foot long, and his dog was nowhere to be found. It's because his dog died a long that time ago. That would be the assumption, by. yeah. He returns to the village when we are, he recognizes no one until an elderly woman recognizes him as the long-lost Rip Van Winkle. Rip Van Winkle. Rest in peace. Rip Van Winkle. Ah. Huh? Connecting the dots here? What are Van- the odds that would happen? Guy's first name is Rip, and he sleeps for 20 years? Really? Um, so maybe that's where Rest in Peace came along. It could be. Now, remember, the wife was nagging him, and now he rested in peace of her not nagging him. Rest this in peace. This is the answer for a long marriage, I think, Barry. I think you might be onto something. Drink yourself into oblivion every single night, and then you don't have to put up with it. Van Winkle also Told discovers you. that his wife died <laughs> some time ago, but not saddened by the news. He has been away from her in the village for at least 20 years. Um, the henpecked husband in the area often wished the henpecked husbands in the area often wished they could have sipped from Van Winkle's Alexa to sleep on their own uh, from their getting away from their wife's nagging. Now, there's a couple things going on here with this story. Either the guy was a complete deadbeat, which it sounds like he was. So the henpecking could have been warranted. He could have been bringing it on himself. We're all assuming that we don't do anything to bother our wives, but I think that the real truth is we probably stir the pot a little bit. You're speaking for yourself. Okay. I know I stir the pot sometimes. Okay. Have you ever faked being asleep just so you didn't have to have the conversation? No. I've got out of sex that way. (laughs) (laughs) So Is that uh, wrong? It depends so, how he reacted. I don't know. Okay. Now, this is, this is a story because if he slept for 20 years, he'd be dead himself because he didn't have anything to drink or eat. So this is a made-up story, right? Or so we think. So, But that is the Rip Van Winkle story. About 60 years after the book had come out in 1893, Julian Pappy Van Winkle... Pappy Van Winkle, his name is Julian, started with a one-man philosophy of his juniper product um, to produce something that was fantastic over the profit of it. Not looking for profit, but trying to create the best thing that he could. No Julian doubt an Pappy alcoholic beverage of sorts. Right. Simply tried to be honest to make a good product and... Um, a simple way 
but stay that way for more than 100 years to keep this thing going, uh, which he did. So um, they started the company, a distillery, and um, it shaped the industry after Prohibition. All right. Pappy's son uh, operated the distillery from 1964 until they sold the company out in 1972. So the family is not in on this anymore. Um, then formed the company called J.P. Van Winkle & Sons. He created the old Van Winkle, old Rip Van Winkle label, uh, which is, I guess, there's Pappy Van Winkle and then there's old Rip Van Winkle which is the high end, it's, as tough as it is to get the Pappy Van Winkle, the old Rip Van Winkle one is like impossible to get. Although okay. they make it, but it's impossible. So this company is built on scarcity to begin with. Hard to get, right? <coughs> I'm saying Explain this because it has... Things. Correct, right? So some this is what's happening here. here. Uh, so um, then they wanted, they, then they, they actually turned this themselves into another business. Julian took over the business in 1984 after his father passed away. He was 32 years old. Uh, the premium verbal business was in a lull after 90 years, and now he's in, in that. Buffalo Trace brought, bought W.L. Weller label in 1999. As of 2002, Buffalo Trace has produced the Rip Van Winkle or the Pappy Van Winkle bourbons. So it's gone through many flourishes as it was, but that's how they ended up doing it. Now, all of a sudden comes along um, the cigars itself. Well, you got Drew Estate making the cigar. Yep. And you got Jonathan Drew getting himself into the liquor industry. And I guess now Swisher, Swisher who owns Drew Estate, has now um, bought into that? I think, they, I think it's part of uh, the whole conglomerate. Yeah. But this is a company that through its entire existence has survived out of the scarcity of products like Liga Pravada, right. number nine, T52, all of the whole rat thing that they, that they had going on, all the different odd sizes, the egg, stuff you just couldn't get, and they would release it in small, small quantities. So things are think, dots are being connected. So you're willing to pay $25 for a little cigar because you, you can't get it, I guess. Uh, if you're asking me, not necessarily. The amazing thing is that nobody had smoked it, and we sold out. Barry, were people buying boxes of these? People or? were buying boxes, but they did come out with a, a rendition of this cigar um, that was sold through uh, Pappy Van Winkle, through the liquor company. Yes, themselves. Right. Now it's being sold directly through Drew Estate, blended by Willie Herrera. Do you think that the Pappy Van Winkle, people that drink Pappy Van Winkle, are buying this cigar because it's Pappy Van Winkle? I haven't seen it, but I've seen the cigar people that have buy it. So the uh, they want to be able to get the liquor, and if they can't get the liquor, this is the next best, best thing. No, it has nothing to do with this. this There's th only one person in the studio audience that I know that's actually had the, the Pappy Van Winkle liquor, and that would be Sean Rogers. Yeah. Is and it great, or is it just... Oh, haven't had it. Ha you uh, own it, but you haven't now, tasted it. I would be willing to bet, Sean, if you took your Buffalo Trace side-by-side -side with Pappy Van Winkle, they're going to taste remarkably similar. Yep, one of the Ooh, listeners sent it. Sent it. Estevan, wow. Estevan Zamoron yep. sent it to you. Yep. Okay, it's Who hard just, to get. I just need... dodged a huge bullet with the fires in California and missed his house by like a block. About five years ago, one of my good, good customers and good friends, it was a surprise birthday party for him. 
and I needed to get something for him, and he smokes the best cigars, and, you know, I'm like, do I bring cigars, or what do I end up doing? Then I said, well, here's something. Let me, let me get this, because it's a hard-to-get thing, and he likes hard-to-get stuff and everything. I could not get it. I could not get it. Could not get it because you weren't willing to pay the price of what you saw on the secondary market or could not get it because it wasn't even available there? It wasn't available anywhere. I, and, and I put somebody in the liquor industry on it, and he says, ask me anything else, but I can't get that. <laughs> so it, it's that tough to get. It's just, And I wonder if this is going to be the same thing. I mean, we're smoking this cigar right now and telling you we don't have them. We expect to get more, but maybe that's not going to happen either. Who knows? We got one-fifth of what you ordered at the trade show in as our initial shipment one-fifth so why would they let you take an order bigger than what they can deliver and i think they told me what to order i think this was the package or whatever yeah, it yeah, was right yep yeah, and they just released the because i don't think i would have drabs you know one-fifth nothing wrong with the cigar no that's maybe how you do supply and demand maybe now everybody it's because wants it and, pappy van yeah. winkle comes in fifths and they wanted to could, could be? split it up into fifths so what, what, anything special, that, you know, what, what are you tasting on the cigar? What? I get notes of rye that I would love to pair this with some rye. Um, like also, rye bread? No, the liquor rye. Uh, I don't think I've ever had that. And there's that little bit of that bite to it. There's, there's also a little bite little, to it. Yeah, which to me is synonymous with the rye. Um, there's also a little bit of uh, canel sweetness. And I got a little sweetness, uh, maybe some cinnamon, but I'm also picking up some white pepper. And I would go in the direction of there is a, a bite, but there's also some molassesy. Mm-hmm. I got a taste that I've never tasted before, and it's hype. <laughs> you, ever, you ever taste the hype? <laughs> Nailed it. Well played, Ed Sullivan. Well played. Nailed Should it. we call him Flavor Flav? Is he not believing the hype? Uh, I don't L- know. Listen, I'm a retailer. I want to sell a whole bunch of these things and stuff, but is there a reason it's $25? Tobacco-wise. So let me look into the cigar. The cigar made by Swisher International at Drew Estate, Nicaragua. Three sizes, Robusto, Toro, Churchill. Uh, ten cigars come in each limited edition it wooden box. It has to be more than three sizes because we're smoking one not listed there. That's right. Mm-hmm. So it's got to be at least four sizes. Wow. So I got Robusto, Toro, Churchill of what I could look up. The Pappy Van Winkle Barrel Fermented Cigars. Barry Stein. Yeah. They are barrel fermented. Cigar is 100% long filler, premium cigar, made totally by hand. None of these words mean anything yet. In very small batches at Drew Estate in Esteli, Nicaragua. So I did some research this morning. I happened to come across an article, and I'm sure everybody's familiar with uh, a certain vodka that is supposedly made in Texas. That's all I'm going to say because I don't want to be sued over anything. Okay. So a particular vodka that's made in Texas. Starts with a T? It may or may not start with the letter T. Okay. Uh, it may or may not have anything to do with the Jackson 5. Okay. So <laughs> the, uh, this vodka is supposedly made in Texas. They do not allow tours of the, the branch. They only people in the United States that you can buy the starter package for making vodka uh, exist in the Midwest where the grain is grown and they ferment ethanol out of corn. And so they buy that 95% alcohol. They water it down in a pot still. And they call it small batch handcrafted <laughs> vodka. And then you look deeper into it, and small batch and handcrafted legally mean nothing. Those two words can be put on something to make it sound like it is more than what it is. Small batch. And you can't totally be sued over Totally made by it. hand. 
So Which would be the same as handcrafted. The cigar is available in five sizes, plus there are two event sizes. One that's given out of John Drew's at an event. And so the even more rare. Diplomat. Even yes. more rare. Yes. In November 2014, the partnership was announced with Drew Estate for this new Pappy Van Winkle barrel-aged fermented premium handmade cigar. 2014. This is three years ago. The partnership allowed both bourbon fans and cigar connoisseurs to experience a flavor combination, but you'd have to actually have both, which would be pretty impossible to do, that is unique and that will remain consistent throughout each small batch. So it's going to taste like this each time. Each small batch. Mm. Each nothing. There's no such thing as small batch. What, what mathematical number is small batch? Yeah, it could be millions. Right. Because I'll tell you this, this particular uh, vodka company is now the number one vodka in the country. They passed Smirnoff yep. this year. Okay. They're, they're, it's a multi-billion dollar with a B corporation. And do they not even make the, the liquor? They there? don't even make vodka. You cannot tour their facility because they're not making it in pot stills. They, they pour their stuff and water it down, whatever they do recipe-wise. Be careful, wise, be careful. Into, I didn't mention anyone's name. Yeah. Into the pot still, which is what they're famous for, but there's no distilling going on. Allegedly. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to cover your butt. Thank you. I appreciate that. Allegedly. Okay, that ding ding means it's time for the matchup of the week brought to you by VS. VS means versus, but it stands for Victor Sinclair. Victor Sinclair Cigars, who would win this hypothetical battle? Today's hypothetical battle... Where are we going to go here is, hmm, I'm going to go with Spike Lee versus Quentin Tarantino directing a children's movie. <laughs> <laughs> Spike Lee, okay. Quentin Tarantino directing a children's movie. All right. <laughs> uh, wow. Barry, why don't you take this one first? I, 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 I don't know. They both love movies filled with expletives. Yeah, um, so they got, one's got to do it better than the other. I'm going to go Quentin Tarantino just because I like his style of filmmaking better for no other reason. See, and I'm going to go the opposite because Quentin Tarantino is notorious for things being out of order, and you wouldn't be able to follow a children's movie and have it be marketed to children if it wasn't in the right order. Uh, so I'm going to go with... Uh, Spike Lee will do it? I'm going to say that this movie would be a Spike Lee joint. Yes, yeah. And it would be... <laughs> Producer Ed Sullivan, do you have any theory on that, or does this not interest you at all? Well, um, I'm certainly interested. I, I'm going to have to go with Barry on this one. Um, Tarantino would be the way to go with that. Spike seems even more angry. Tarantino <laughs> yeah. is, is just mentally unbalanced, I think. So we'll go with the mentally unbalanced. Okay, okay. There's no answers to these folks. They're just There's an answer. They're both wrong. Just, it's a hypothetical battle, and uh, now they're both listening to the show. I know they're avid <laughs> listeners, yeah. and they're saying, yeah, children's, children's movie. Let's, let's pull that off, and maybe they'll team up. They should team up. I don't know. But uh, The cat in the hat does the right thing? I don't know. I am, I am a student of marketing. I, I love watching other people market, um, not just in the cigar industry, in other industries, and I'll, I'll be watching this. Pap, as I watch Pappy Van Winkle, the regular distillery of, of uh, the very, very little marketing that goes on, um, but uh, Drew Estate, which does a lot of marketing, let's see what they end up pulling off to this. Um, part of them not sending us what we ordered 
and I lived through the cigar boom of you'd, you'd order 100 boxes and you'd get 10, and then you'd order 100 boxes again, you'd get 10, and then the boom ended, and your 100 boxes you ordered actually showed up, and they flushed it through or whatever. I have to be very, very careful on a $25 little torpedo here not to order a whole bunch more than we think we could get through. Because this is a, a product that is not through the grandfather. It doesn't have the aging, no. uh, aging of it. I don't think there's any way they would be able to prove that this existed. I don't think no. it did. Could they argue a potential name change from pre-07? Yep. Because you do, there's no, nothing in the language that says price point, so they could take a $3 cigar that was discontinued and change well, the name to this. So, listen, the first sale that goes out, the first order of everything, there is hype beyond it. There's a whole bunch of people that want to try it for the first time. Well, and this can't be the first time that it came through. It had to have gone through before August 8th of 2000. Yeah, right. It, it was sold directly through Pappy. Pappy Van okay. Winkle. Um, they changed up the coloring on the band so you could tell the two different. Uh, the, oh, was the that part. the one that was, uh, was like black and white? Yeah, it was a black and white picture and it had kind of like a beige's cream. Uh, I have one of those. Really? I have one of those in my humidor. I saw it the other day. Okay. Yeah, you were telling me this morning you were going through looking at old stuff. So you have one. Maybe it's very valuable. I don't know. It's like a Ty Cobb baseball card. Yeah? Maybe I'll just give it to somebody as a gift. So everyone's going to try it the first time. The second go around, maybe it's they've heard things that, you know, people talking about it, so there's going to be interest the second time. But if they end up giving me in, in five different things, it'll be interesting how well or not well that, that fifth is going to go. Will they get it, a second order? It's a huge gamble that can hurt the retailer and then hurt the relationship between the manufacturer and the retailer if it flops after the first batch. And things that are connected and overpriced because of the multiple people that have to pull revenue from this thing has failed and failed and failed in the, in the past. Please tell me you didn't order 100 boxes. No, I ordered whatever they end up telling me. So what did we, how many did we get? I think we ordered like 30 of a few of the sizes. So. All right. That's doable. So say, say it's a total of 100 boxes and we received about 20? Yeah. That's, that's okay. pretty much spot yeah. on. Okay, so uh, that makes sense. Hey, listen, this is this is a very good cigar so far. It is. For me. It is. I'm just. I want. It there's ain't. hype involved. We have to. We have to talk about it. So it's not. If we didn't put a price on it, I'd be talking. If it different, was blind, right? I'd yeah. give it a good rating. Yeah, it is good. It tastes good. It draws well. The burn line is phenomenal. It's smoking slow. It's not it like overly it, fast. It's a double band. Does I have to take have, my second band off already because. Does it have the pop and the wow? Of a $25 stick? Not yet. Not yet? I'm going to reserve judgment for the end, but right. not just yet. you have anything to say about it, Barry? Early on thoughts? Just that, that, that definitive rye note with hints of cinnamon. Ah, it, very good how you pulled that off. And it works. There's, and there is that molasses sweetness that Jonathan nailed as well. So I, got, I still got that underlying bite in the back. Of hype? <laughs> Yeah, you know what it is, in the in Christmas time. You know the ribbon candy. Yeah, it's the clove <coughs> ribbon candy. Not bad. That's that little that little bite that's playing off Not in the bad. back, like a little numbing quality to uh, it. Yeah, a little anesthetic. Not bad. Is this an all Nicaraguan product? No, it's Indonesian binder, 
Uh, there's Dominican and Nicaraguan fillers, and it's an Ecuadorian uh, Habano Escuro wrapper. All right, so not at all. No, it's in, a in, Indonesia, and, and you're talking about lower-priced product, too. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know. I love it. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, liquor brands had tried to make it in the cigar business, and cigar guys tried to make it in the liquor business. We're going to talk a little about that. We're live from Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Walking in, you're greeted with the aroma of friendship. You move to the humidor and reach into the hallmark molded steel box, retrieving the only cigar worthy of such elegant protection. Your cut is meticulous. The light, easy and full. Your taste buds are immediately inundated with a barrage of wood and rare spice flavors, all finished with a trademark plume of smoke. Moscow City Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lining up the diamond crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman's Garco or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Kristoff cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Kristoff is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the pissed-off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple. Exceptional quality of their cigars 
and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar-making process. Padron Cigars, they give you the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. I want to tell you about my friend Hochi Blanco, a fourth-generation Dominican cigar maker known for growing tobacco and producing highly acclaimed cigars for other people. If some things stay the same, other things have to change. Finally, Hochi's factory, Tobacalera Palmer, has produced the cigar that not only belongs to the factory, but pays homage to the cigar rolling room known as La Galera. The La Galera Connecticut blend is special, using an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper surrounding a Dominican blend of Piloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and a varietal that Hochi named T112. With exception of the wrapper, Hochi grows all of the La Galera tobaccos himself and carefully watches over every step. The flavor smooth, but still offering plenty of flavor in all sizes, paying homage to the people and tools used in the factory. Now for the amazing pot. La Galera, Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera, Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut cigar because they demand more. Got Jason Wood from Miami Cigar and Company, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. And we are back live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Sound Stage, and we're smoking a cigar that lends its name to its bourbon. And they are not the first to try it, nor the last. Well, maybe they will be the last, actually, if FDA has its way. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. We're smoking the Pappy Van Winkle. Is it, that, that's it, right? <coughs> Barry, you just call it Pappy Van Winkle. Pappy Van Winkle, Tradition, or just Pappy Van Winkle? The regular tradition. The, the regular line of it, because they, as rare as this is to get, as tough as it is to get, there's even a tougher one to get than that. Yeah, the one that Jonathan Drew hands out himself out of his personal mm-hmm. humidor. Yes. Yeah. And events. speaking of Jonathan Drew. Yep, this, uh, this past week he launched his brands at a, an event in Boston down at our friends at Stanza's. I can't believe it. I know the people at Stanza's. I know Jonathan mm-hmm. Drew. I knew nothing about this till you said it during the commercial break. Yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah. And this was this week. It was this week. It was uh, Thursday night. Wow. Uh, I heard the place was rocking. Uh, so much so that the rep who actually listens to our show had nobody show up at his event in Rhode Island because everybody went to Stanza's instead. So, The rep for Drew Estate. Drew Estate. And they didn't have him at the... At, Nick. At, yeah. They didn't have him at the other no, event? No, it was booked by Jonathan Drew, set up by the office. Uh, Jacqueline Sears was there, who does the marketing for Drew Estate, and uh, the rep wasn't even invited. Wow. <sighs> Nor was I, and uh, that's mm-hmm. okay, but wow. I knew nothing about it. And, uh, but obviously everybody did, so they, they're marketing directly to the consumer anyway, right? I mean, that, that's what's going there because I'm not a consumer. I just buy yeah. Tons and tons of cigars. Right, and they probably had to do it in Massachusetts because it's harder to get liquor into the state here in New Hampshire because you have to go through the every state, state liquor is different, store. Right, right. Yep. every state is different. So uh, I don't know if they have it in there. but So he's got all kinds of different liquor, right? Yeah, yeah I believe he has three different ones. Um, what they are exactly, don't have committed to memory, but they're like uh, a Brixton Mash 
is one of them. I wonder if that distil- that um, who's ever doing Pappy Van Winkle distribution is distributing that too. It it's would part of the. It would make sense because right. they've built this relationship. Yeah, um, like a few cigar companies have done with liquors. Yep, I believe we're going to get into that yep. this half hour. So, uh, well, interesting, interesting. Uh, I don't know. I don't know a lot about liquor. Obviously, Barry's a, a liquor guy when it, when it comes <laughs> to that. I'm the alcoholic. Well, you you've done uh, t- um, pairings, uh, liquor pairings on podcasts mm-hmm. and things like that, where you peer liquor and yep. you get wasted during the show. Oh uh, you- yeah. yeah. As the show progresses, my wife gets more and more embarrassed. Um, I've but- never enjoyed the pairing of liquor and tobacco. As a pairing. Because the overpowering of the liquor. The liquor just washes off the effects of the tobacco. <coughs> they don't complement each other, if, in if, my opinion. If you do it right, they can complement each other. Yeah, you're very, drinking very it out well. of a friggin' straw? Like, what's the... You just don't want, you know, you're not going to drink 151 rum with a Garofalo. Because one's mild and one's excessively strong. But all liquor... you got to pair it up properly. But, At 40%, but all the, liquor has the same... But they have different characteristics. Like well, if vodka. you look at Brugal and Zacapa, they both have the same proof, but they are one sweet and smooth, and the other one has a little bit of a rough edge to it. Did, were you, you weren't at the, um, La, the um, was it La Aurora? Um, yeah, the La Aurora event. Willie Moranti was up here. Yeah, and Willie paired a rum with the cigars we were smoking, and we smoked a, a few different cigars. Yeah, we did the Time Machine, uh, yeah. Time Capsule Series. Yes. The Connecticut, Cameroon, and Corojo. And it was good. The yeah. rum with that was good. I mean, that was well done. That was thought out properly. Yep, he used one of the higher-end Brugal rums, and it, it matched really, really well. It with was good. I, you know I'm not even a drinker, but I liked it. I liked it and, and went through it, uh, the process. It was good. I'm not saying that you couldn't. I'm saying if you get the absolute best pairing, the best pairing, Remember, cigar r- to liquor. Rum is, is a sugar-based product, right? Yeah. Correct. So you know that when you're smoking a heavy cigar or something, you want to Throw in some sugar if you start. Sure, there, there it is, it automatically. But if you it. have, you, if you have the best possible pairing, the absolute best. This is it. This is the pairing of pairings: liquor and cigars, versus a mediocre pairing of coffee and cigars. The coffee and cigar experience is exponentially better. For me, it is. And, then and there the are a lot of one. people that agree with you. but They're called me, alcoholics. But <laughs> They're looking for a reason to drink. But That's me, what this whole pairing thing for is. For me, coffee has a strong finish to it more often than not, and it takes away from the finish of the cigar. You know, so I, I, I wonder if there be, could be coffee pairings because we're learning so much about coffee that there's so many different aspects of coffee. Uh, today, we're going to actually have a mix blend. Or what are we doing here? I forget. Sean is going to have to All tell right. us when he comes up. But um, 30 different coffees over there. I can't remember right. what I just said. This they, one. <laughs> as we do it, I mean, we had a coffee this morning. We said, this is a little bite to this, or this right. one has this. So, you know, we see that there's dramatic differences. Right. One with the bite, you wouldn't want to pair with an Anabe. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't want Anabe to be with a You want them to complement each other. Right. Yeah. Not, well, you could, you could go complementary or you can go contrasting. Either one could work. You could have the opposite effect. You could have something that is very light and sweet and something that's on the bitter side and end up with that opposing complement, if you will, versus if you're always just smoking sweet and drinking sweet. I don't know. I'd rather have sweet chocolate cake with, with whipped cream versus sweet chocolate cake with something spicy. Contrasting doesn't always work. Cayenne pepper. Chocolate? No. It's pr- practically the greatest thing ever invented. Sweet and sour chicken? I'll pass. Sweet and sour chicken. You got the chocolate that has the salt crystals mm. in it. Also amazing. Sweet and salty. Man, oh, that was good. Well, I don't do sweet and sour chicken. Do you do chocolate with salt in it? Yes. 
very good. Very good. I never two opposing flavors. Up until until a couple years ago, I had never even heard of that. You ever dipped a uh, melted some chocolate and dipped a pretzel? In the chocolate? Uh, potato chips. Potato chips. Potato chips. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. But those are two opposing things. You get sweet and salty. Yeah. It's opposing on the spectrum. But, awesome. Right. Salt and chocolate would work. I don't think salt, uh, black pepper and chocolate would work. I mean, they're contrasting. No, but black pepper in gin is phenomenal. So you got a little bit of sweetness mm-hmm. from the gin and the black pepper. But it just proves that pairings work with different things. Yeah. All I'm saying you just is... just proved the point. There's more people doing liquor pairings with... You know, the excuse to, to drink, Thank maybe. You. Yeah, it's a trillion-dollar industry in this country. Yeah. So uh, there are lots of cigar brands attached to liquor. For instance, Maker's Mark, right? Yeah. So the guys from Ted's do Maker's Mark. They do Grand Marnier and Forty Creek. Is that a brand name? I believe of, so. Of liquor? Yep. so. They also have the Hops one that's the yeah. beer infusion. Yep. Yeah. So, But the idea of that is actually... It really is. I've seen the process. Oh, and the Glen. The Glen's good. Right. I like the Glen. I've seen the process of what it is. It's legit. It really is. The liquor is put in there, and the cigars are over the liquor, and it sits there and absorbs it. I watch it many times. I absolutely know. You say that it's legit like that because there are companies that do not give tours of their factory. And they're infusing cigars in their factory. <coughs> Those ones I don't know are legit. They Correct. may be legit. They may be, but, but they this, don't show you. I saw, and I actually know that Maker's Mark is poured in. Gallons and gallons of Maker's Mark, and I'm watching. Oh, my God, what happens? How many times do you get out of this? Four or five times, four or five batches, then that's the end of it. Just amazing to me. Back in the day, there was that cigar that had the, the Louis cognac in it. Yes. And then eventually they started making it without the Louis. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hammer and Sickle um, is a liquor brand that has a cigar, right? It started off as a vodka. It's been out there for a long, long time. And then they have a cigar. It has nothing to do like this. It doesn't taste like bourbon, although they're using supposedly bourbon barrels. Um, With this? With this, they're using some form of barrel. Yeah. Whether Um, it's bourbon or rye or... Yeah, there's nothing going on with the vodka that has to do with the cigar other than the name and the owners of the company. Uh, Kalua, remember Kalua? Yeah. And that was uh, Drew Estate uh, before Swish was involved with it. And Kalua lent their name to um, the cigar brand, but there was actually no Kalua in Kalua. Ah, interesting. False advertisement. It was the name of the brand. And then later... Kahlua wanted out, wanted nothing to do with the dreaded tobacco industry because it's bad for you, uh, and they're in the liquor business, and the cigar morphed into Tobacco Special. A Kahlua and a Tobacco Special is the same cigar. Interesting. Same exact cigar, except it's not called Kahlua anymore. So actually, the people at Drew Estates that owns it now get all the money. They get all of it. It's a good deal. Um, I got a cigar years ago. I'm going back into the maybe the late 80s, and I went to New York, and I went to a cigar shop there, and I bought a cigar called Absolute. And I said, what's up with this? And the guy said, it's, it's a test market right now, and it's the people from Absolute testing a cigar brand called Absolute mm-hmm. and to see how it is. And I bought a couple of them, and I still have them. You didn't smoke them. I smoked a cigar that day just to see what it was, and then I put a couple of cigars aside, and my God, that was literally the late 80s, and I still have them because the cigar never came out. Wow. I don't know what I have to do with this, but um, that was them. It's got to be unsmokable at this point. 
and now um, you have um, Jonathan Drew getting into the liquor business from the cigar industry because he had connections with the with the liquor industry through Kalor. Right. Uh, and then later, Happy, Happy Van Winkle. Winkle. And now you have Pete Johnson, Tatuaje fame, into the wine industry. He was always into it anyway, but now legitimately getting into the wine end, but not putting any wine into a cigar. Or now, like wine, wine and cigars, that I can get behind as a pairing because the alcohol content in the wine is much lower, and it doesn't wash the palate out. You can end up tasting both. At the same time, and to me, that is what a pairing is about, is you can get the characteristics of both things you're pairing at the same time. Not very popular. No, not popular at all. Yeah. So maybe that's why I like it. <laughs> I'd say brown alcohol is the most popular, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess you yeah. get, you know, um, bourbon, rye, yeah. rum, um, higher-end rum. Yeah. This is also white rum. Um, Which, rum is interesting because you're saying higher-end rum because... Rum was always looked at at rum and coke, you know, right. and, and but and then it became sipping rums that came out of this thing, and and I I think it's a big part of the cigar culture of uh, cigar guys that are into poo-pooing wine. Pooing the culture of pairing. I'm just saying, for my palate, I just find that the brown liquors are a little too liquory to be good for pairing. It's not that I don't drink them, but I don't they drink it by the gallon like some people. <laughs> but I bounce back and forth between rum and single malt scotches. Do you tend to open a bottle of liquor and then drink it till it's gone? No. No? Okay. No. You're not I, there I don't yet. Think that, no. I don't think you can do that. Oh, I know many people that do. Shut up. Maybe a couple of guys get together and you regret it the next day, but yeah. one person polishing off a bottle? Well, I did that on uh, our friend sharing the pairing. Yes. Uh, John Reiner, who just uh, retired from the show. Yeah, you have done it. You I have do it. done it. You, I don't do it often. A whole bottle? I did a whole bottle of Wiggly Bridge in about an hour and 20 minutes. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> and I was on time the next morning. Still drunk, mathematically speaking. <laughs> I plead the fifth. The bigger guy, you know, the alcohol ratio works different. All right, it is time to take a peek into the asylum. If that, to, if that wasn't crazy enough, go ahead. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away, ha-ha. It's time for news from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 8x80 Asylum Cigars. You know it's going to be a good one when it comes with a warning. The acts described in this story may be considered graphic for some people or a good time by our friend Old Fart Freddy. Oh, God. (laughs) According to a court affidavit, the charges were filed after short curlies were found inside a peanut butter jar at a clinic in Oklahoma. One of the victims installed a small camera inside the break room to catch this nut job, and a 61-year-old custodian was caught teabagging the jar of peanut butter before putting it back on the counter in a ballsy move that led to him being sacked from his job. And that's not only insane, it's asylum. They're coming to take me away, haha. They're coming to take me away. You might have to take this back. You had to appreciate the, all of them that were in there, though. That there were so many. He missed nothing. He missed nothing. He put some he, effort he into it. He left no, no fruit unturned, <laughs> yeah. as it were. 
Wow. And I have to give credit to our friend Sean Rogers for bringing that story to my attention. Here so have. I have an uh, uh, accomplished. Yeah, accomplished. Accomplished. Accomplished yeah. or, or somebody, accomplice else, to, or something, somebody yeah. else to blame. So we're smoking Pappy Van Winkle, a $25 short torpedo. Does it have a name, a short torpedo? Bellicoso Fino. Bellicoso Fino. The Bellicoso Fino. Nothing wrong with it. It's, a, it's good. It's interesting. Uh, it's got, I, I would say, a medium body. It's definitely medium yeah. body, full flavor. Um, for me, there's a lot of subtle nuances. Now I'm getting a little bit of chocolate. I'm getting some of that cinnamon. Um, a little molasses, but a definitive rye. It's like, it's not even like, is it rye? Maybe it's 100% rye. Berry I like this new producer. Big yeah. rye fan, are you, Ed Sullivan? He's right. When he's right, you got to give him the berry harp. All right. I don't know. What, what's a rye? What, what A brand name of something uh, that, I drank that, has, that has a rye. Knob Creek rye. Thank you, Knob Creek. Knob Creek, I've had it. Okay, that's rye. I don't think I've ever had a rye, though. I don't really like whiskey. I like scotch, but I don't like whiskey. So Knob Creek is the is the flat bottle. Yep. Right? Yep, yep. So the packaging on the alcohol products, unbelievable. If there's somebody that does packaging, unbelievable. You, if, if you're into, into packaging and stuff, go to a liquor store and look at the packaging. Yeah, don't go to your average cigar shop and look at the sea of brown because that's the boxes are all basically shaped the same. They all basically look the same with very few exceptions. But you go into a liquor store... And it's a sea of different. It's unbelievable. You even go they to a bar. You think could of just copying. see the shape of a bottle and go, that's what that is. Yes. That's what I'm going to have. I'll yeah. have um, a glass of Michael Jackson's brother, please. Yeah. On the rocks. Splash of cranberry. So I saw this in the liquor industry during the early days of the cigar boom. You'd start to see the cigar industry looking at the liquor industry. One, for instance, was Opus X. I know there was a big giant lawsuit. I don't know if you remember what happened when Opus X came out. There was Opus Wine, which was Opus 10-year-old, whatever, okay. right? So um, big lawsuit comes back and forth, and millions of dollars are spent on lawyers. And believe it or not, Opus X is okay. Hang on one second there, yeah. boss. They win a lawsuit. Correct. After copying somebody else's name. Yes. Then you got a company like La Florida Minicana that had swords on the front of their box, and they happened to be crossed. And then they and had a problem got, with the X. They have a problem with the X, so they are suing everybody else for copying their copy. Correct. I got a problem. But I got a problem. After with that. the lawsuit was over, they said no, they weren't ca- uh, copying it because what does the word opus mean anyway? Isn't it the final, the finale? Yeah, is it? Yeah. yeah. I, I think he's correct. So, I don't know. He had a good story to say what this was about, but, you know, I don't know. I, I would say if you asked 100 people, more than 50 of them would say, yes, this was taken from, you would think that this was taken from that. Which is what trademark law is all about. Right. What is, what, what is the perception yeah. of the public? So, it's also about <laughs> who's going to spend the most money. The, the people they were dealing with was Mondavi, who owns Opus, Robert Mondavi. Um, and in, very interesting that um, the lawsuit happens, and then Mondavi says, okay, screw this. Mondavi came out with cigars, and there was wine, um, not wine-flavored, but having to do with their dip, pairing to their wines and stuff okay. like that that went nowhere. 
Um, so Mondavi, um, Robert Mondavi cigars failed. Opus X continues as it goes on. Which is another one of those products that very hard to get. Yeah. Limited releases. Yep. Small batch. Yeah. Which is odd because the official definition of Opus is any artistic work, especially one on a large scale. Mm, okay. On a large scale. Yes. So Mr. Holland's Opus would be Mr. Holland's large scale. Large body of music. It was a long piece. Okay. Um, then you saw J.C. Newman when Opus was coming out. Diamond Crown came out. And it was very interesting because at that time, um, it, Purple Box, the same way Crown, the, Royal. The Crown Royal came in through a Purple Box. And then you pull it out and you open <coughs> up a Crown, big Crown in it, big Crown on that. And it's like, oh, my God, it's the same exact thing. And they even follow that with Black Diamond. It comes in a little satchel, yeah. much like a and Crown Royale. Correct, does. correct. No lawsuits there. Not that I know of. Okay. Uh, but you'd see all these things that ended up happening along the way of the different manufacturers that, that um, did it. Those are two that still exist, the majority of which swing and a miss. You know, lots of these uh, historical things, if you've been, been in the cigar industry long enough and you remember some of the stuff, we'll look back into the stuff during the cigar boom. You saw everybody copying everybody, um, not only in the cigar industry, but big time into the liquor business, liquor industry. And I, I feel like I'm starting to see it again. Here we are connecting with um, Pappy Van Winkle, which has nothing to do with, um, you know, the label looks like it has to do with the liquor itself, but there's no liquor influence of the cigar other than you can't get either of them. And supposed barrel and, aging. And uh, apparently it's working. If we, if we sold all ours, it's working because, my God, a $25 little perfecto here, just, it, it, I believe for Swisher, it's the most expensive cigar they ever put out. I believe you are correct. I can't think of one that was higher. So no big rating from it, no big uh, anything. It's the connection to the name itself, which mm -hmm. is what's happening right now. Will it succeed? I can't think of one that ever did. What I would be <coughs> curious to see is if this shows up in our uh, care package from Cigar Journal for ratings, what would it get? Yes. Blind. Because I believe for us in our infinite geekdom. If I was them, I wouldn't send it to them. To be well, I, reviewed. I, I would give it a high score. Yeah. There's no question. Because you can't take into account price because we just get cigars with paper bands on them. A lot um, of cinnamon now. A lot of cinnamon as I'm getting down at the end here. How much does this band influence people's decision? 100%. All of it. That's the question. All of it. But I would still give it a high rating. It's a good cigar. I don't know that I would pay $25 for it, it's but a, it is a good cigar. It's a big band. You know what? I would. I would, I would buy it one other time. It's I'd buy it again as a, a, going out, and if I was going to, I don't know, try to get something different. My brother hasn't tried, for example. I'm going to be at his house at a, for his Halloween party today. If we had him, I'd probably bring one and say, you know what, try this. I would, a nice gift product, A right? nice gift product. It's not something that would be in my regular rotation, but I, I, I don't... And a box of 10. You give somebody a box of 10 of these. I ain't buying my brother a box of these. I love them, but give him a chainsaw. I wouldn't give him this. Yeah. Very interesting. I find it intriguing. Um, cinnamon notes, very, very strong to the end of it. This is, well, I'm shocked. I mean, we're getting an hour out of it. Yeah. 
I'm still I'm still picking up notes of the clove in the back end, a little bit of numbing mm. quality on the palate. Uh, the molasses has come and gone. Yep, it's gone for me now, but I am now getting. Yeah, that I'm clove. down. I'm down near the end too. A little dry flavors. I'm not getting a. It's something you definitely need a beverage with. Yeah. You know what? Have you tried bay leaf? Have you ever had pappy? Never had. No, right? never had okay. pappy. Have you ever had Buffalo Trace? Yes. Then you've had Pappy. Um, <laughs> bay leaf. That's the dry component. Bay leaf. Like you put that in the sauce? Yeah. All right. You're right. Yes, I know. Yeah. Well That's not debonair. Debonair would have been thank you. <laughs> How to properly take a compliment. Hey, you want to take over my segment once? No. All right. So shut ba- up. So, Barry, your, your, your go-to... Be- because of your alcohol problem that you have, <laughs> it is to go to alcohol when you're smoking a cigar? When I'm out and about and I'm, I'm, I'm in a friend's house and he has liquor. I work, so it's not liquor that he bar. likes. It's not liquor that he likes. It's free liquor that he likes. No, I have, like, That's where I have 30 bottles in my house, but I'm not sitting on the back deck every night having a drink. I'll do it maybe once a week, sometimes twice. Yeah. It work. It's water. It's coffee. Yeah. Only because we can't drink at work. <laughs> that would certainly make the day go by faster. 100%. Um, when you're doing a review of a cigar, and you do a lot of reviews on cigars, have you, you, you have not done a review on this yet? I have. Oh, you have. Okay. I have. Um, when you do, do you, you don't do it when, when drinking alcohol, do you? No, I do it with water or sometimes coffee. Yeah, only. Only. Because if you did, it would dramatically change, right? Right. And people argue I shouldn't do a coffee, but I know I drink the same coffee all the time. Yes, you do. I know what it tastes like, and I can separate. I can separate it. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I as I do myself, it's coffee or water every time. Um, and uh, way back when I used to drink soda and stuff, it used to be soda with their dramatically different. Completely different. Because you're adding so much sugar into it. And when we say coffee, we're talking, me and you are talking black coffee, not sugar. Barry, on the other hand, is loading up the sugar. And now that you're, you're trying to be a little better, Barry, are you laying off sugar a little bit? The only thing I have not cut out is uh, my coffee. With sugar. With sugar. Yeah. But I, instead of the five heaping teaspoons, <laughs> yeah. I've cut it down to three. Okay. And And... Weed off it, which is what I did years ago. Yeah, you just wean yourself right out. Just less and less. Next thing you know, it's a teeny bit. You can't even taste it, and that's the way to go. All right, so uh, that's uh, time for a break. And when we come back, what's up in the cigar world? Um, Who is coming to the Cigar Authority? We have a a good lineup uh, set up for us right now in the the upcoming weeks. We got letters in the mailbox. And a cigar that is the deal of the century and uh, why it is uh, unfortunate that it's a deal of a century. We're live at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, in the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Stepping into the aging room has a new meaning at Aging Room Cigars as Raphael Nodell has traveled to Spain where the idea for Aging Room Solera was born. The Solera method of aging has been used for centuries in the making of wine, sherry, brandy, and rum. The method mixes different vintages, allowing them to age together. For Aging Room Solera, 
Raphael takes several tobacco vintages and puts them in bales where they age together for another 12 to 18 months. This allows the tobaccos to marry for a longer period of time. At the end of the aging process, Aging Room Solera becomes a balanced and complex cigar with a fantastic price point. Aging Room Solera. It will have you calling for an encore. In a time where humidors are overflowing and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends. The Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX. All aged to perfection. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, each artfully crafted blend comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Sereno. To create this masterpiece, a combination of hand-selected filler tobaccos from the fertile soil of Estelian Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a luxurious wrapper leaf to bring you an endlessly complex and majestic experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allows the blend to marry, creating unmistakable and ever-changing tasting notes that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating each and every drop. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available online at TwoGuysCigars.com. Sereno, a majestic cigar aged to perfection. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of cigar science basics. This is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast, or better yet, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine. Cigar Journal. Available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's CigarJournal.com. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th anniversary as the decade on steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. The La Galera Habano uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar for a classy company. Hi there, this is David Garofalo of the Cigar Authority, and I want, no, no, I need to tell you about La Galera Habano. 
The Lagolera Habano is an authentic cigar elaborated with the hands of the best cigar rollers of Tobacalera Palma in the Dominican Republic. Blended around an outstanding, flavorful Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, the Dominican-grown Corojo binder and the filler made up of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and Peloto de Oro, creating a medium to full-bodied, attractively consistent, and aromatic smoke that envies no other. I love this cigar. Have you tried La Galera Habano yet? Well, what are you waiting for? Available at better cigar shops worldwide is La Galera Habano. The wait is over. La Galera Habano. Justo and his father, Julio Eiroa, are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa tobacco farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family center company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. This yep. is the Cigar Authority. That's right. The authority. We can't have anyone freak out out there, okay? On everything cigar. Got too far. In. There's too much to lose. And out of the cigar industry. Keep our With your host. Come on, Diablo. David Garofalo. On the count of three, name your favorite dinosaur. Don't even think about it. Just name it. Ready? One. Two, three. Velociraptor. Mr. Jonathan. You know what? I respect women. I love women. I respect them so much that I completely stay away from them. Barry Stone. What an incredible Cinderella story. This unknown comes out of nowhere. A former gravekeeper now about to become the Masters champion. It's time to light them up. Favorite non-photographic magazine to masturbate to. It's time. Good housekeeping. For the Cigar Authority. Did we just become best friends? Yep. And we are back with our number two, broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Sound Stage, located at Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. Welcome back, everybody. And you're listening to The Cigar Authority, broadcasting over eight years, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast, awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine, awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is now the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. Catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog on thecigarauthority.com. And it's time for the coffee break. Oh, Sean. Oh, Barista Sean. And Sean is bringing us what? This is the Congo Sopakti. Congo Sopakti in a French press. Congo. The French press is kind of our go-to because he can make all of our coffees all at once. <laughs> yeah. In Congo, meaning is this African? Correct. Correct. It's the first top eight quality coffee to- out of uh, Africa for 40 years. Top eight quality coffee out of Africa for 40 years. That's what I'm hearing. 
What we need to do, Thank we've got show. that little lavalier mic. We could mic him. Yeah. And he could come up and we could get him a fabulous intro. And Barry tried that, but he didn't like it. You didn't like the intro? Sean didn't like the intro All that right. Barry put together. You got to work with him. Work with him. <laughs> so uh, he looked a little surprised. Nice aroma to it. Different, different aroma. Not a strong coffee aroma, but a... This is the coffee that we had this morning, and we did it as a pour-over this morning. Altogether different as a French press. A little more muted. Still get a little bit of the um, sour component that we had earlier, but it's it's dropped down a little bit. Yeah. There's a little bit of a mocha finish. There's a mocha finish, but there's also some uh, citrus quality on Citrusy. that. Citrusy. It's bright right at the beginning. Okay, so uh, I was thinking of some wise-ass comment to say about Bright and then turn it over to Barry, but I'll, uh, I'll refrain from that. <laughs> we, wow. ha we have a cigar that uh, Tuesdays, I'm doing this Tuesday at 2 thing on Facebook Live. Mm -hmm. And uh, one thing, if you saw Sean, by the way, you saw Sean's um, hair was a fluorescent pink and that is for breast awareness. So breast be, cancer awareness. Oh, breast cancer awareness. <laughs> yeah, breast awareness is every day. Oh, okay. <laughs> we are we are all well aware of breasts. Oh, Thank all right. You. Just in case you weren't. Oh, I, see now. But um, he only listens to half of the stuff that <laughs> comes out of people's mouths. One thing I showed on the Tuesday at two. Were uh, your breasts? At two guys were my breasts. No, they were. <laughs> was the cans. Ah, yes. And those are the cans from uh, Christian Aroa from the CLE company. CLE and Asylum. Ten cigars inside there with a jet lighter for fifty nine ninety nine, and the money goes towards uh, each can will give two breasts to be examined in Honduras, and that's only because the American cancer people wouldn't actually take his money. How crazy is that? What a shame. But we have some left, Barry? Yes, we do. Uh, All right. Probably about... A little less than two dozen. Okay, good. So buy them out. We want to sell them all in the month of October because that is breast cancer awareness. Um, and I did a quick run through that to show the people actually very good deal to begin with anyway, but then walked over to this particular cigar. Barry, tell us about it. Well, today's second cigar is Valuejo Medio Tiempo, which is manufactured in the Dominican Republic. Today we are smoking the traditional round Toro, which measures six by 54, and it features a San Andreas Maduro wrapper over Dominican binder and fillers consisting of Cuban Sea Piloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and Corojo, along with the famed Medio Tiempo leaf that grows at the top of some, but not all, tobacco plants. It's part of the Cigar Authority care package, and it carries a price tag of $8.39 a cigar, while a box of 18 retails for $59.99, which is a savings of $91.00, or 60% off the single price at twoguyscigars.com. But it gets even better, because if you buy two boxes, you'll get them for $99.99, which is a savings of $182, or 67%. If you order three, you'll get free shipping. And if you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retail that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. Well, in this case, you are too far away from any retailer that carries this, because... We bought them all. Oh, God. We bought 1,300 boxes of these bad boys because the price was unbelievable because it is the closeout of the Viajuelo Medio Tempo. It's over. 
They're not going to make it anymore. This is it. Well, let's face it. Certain companies only have enough money to put through certain cigars, and right. the other ones are going to so go this, by this, the wayside. This is what's happening right now, and this is the unfortunate thing as, as the closeout begins. So let's give it a cut and light, see what it's all about. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. You got to do the cold draw on this cigar because it's a cherry fig. Is there such a thing? Or cherry and fig. Mm. Or like a cherry raisin? A traisin? Mm. Those crazy. You dry out the cherry and Those, you end up with a, a traisin? I never heard of a traisin. Never heard of a traisin. How do you get tray from a cherry? Ch traisin. Ch traisin. Uh, you're thinking of craisin, which no, is I'm a thinking cranberry of, I'm thinking raisin. Traisin. Which I love. Do you like a craisin? I love a craisin. I don't like, like when they put sugar on them. I, I like my I like my craisins to be a little bitter. Are they good for you? I think cranberries are very good for you. Yeah. Yeah, because I like them. That should be a go-to snack. Is it is it high in sugar? It must be right. If they not, put sugar in it, it is. Not a fan. Not a fan of a craisin. Not a fan. Yeah, I like I, it. I deal with the craisins for two hours each week. Oh God. <laughs> We're gonna light our cigar today with the Vertigo Gauntlet. And it is a gauntlet out there, folks. Trying to find the right lighter to light your cigar can be very difficult, but the folks at Vertigo make it easy with this triple jet lighter that does feature the Vertigo big-ass tank. And, yes, that is patented. I know what you're thinking. I need another feature. Well, we got an easy adjustment wheel at the bottom, and we've got a flip-out bullet punch with a rather hefty gauge, all for the low, low price of $19.99. That is the Vertigo Gauntlet. And that is the silver edition you have right there. You Still distressed, it up on me. yeah. You, you switched it up on me. Got that distressed finish. You don't have to worry about the, the finish fading because it's already faded. They did it for you. So we, this is part of the care package. We wanted you to try it because it's basically your last chance to try a cigar like this. And when these, these cigars pass my way, Cigar Aficionado... Years back, said this was the best buy of yep. the year. 2010. Yep. And we, they, they sold big. There's a unique thing to the cigar. They have three sizes. They have actually six sizes, but they only have three sizes because the same three are round or box-pressed. So the interesting thing is you can have the same exact cigar round or the same exact box-pressed. Now, if you're thinking of doing buying a couple of boxes of these things, I urge you, say you, you like this particular size, buy it in the round and buy it in the box pressed, and you're going to see what the difference is. Well, and the other thing Same is... Same exact cigar. When you're smoking the box press one, this is the outdoor cigar. This is the one you're going to set down. You're, you're starting the lawnmower before you get things going, and... You set it down, it's not going to roll anywhere because it's box-pressed. That's the functionality of a box-pressed cigar. The round one, you sit down and you watch Barry when he's on sharing your pairings and you drink a bottle of liquor, <laughs> yeah. and you don't have to worry about it rolling because you're never going to put it down until you pass out. Uh, do, you, do you tend to hold your cigar all the time and not put it down? I am I'm notorious for losing my cigar. If you put it down. So... Uh, you know the cigar zops that we have downstairs? They're uh, fourteen ninety nine, yes. and they clip onto your soda bottle or they clip yeah. onto your glass. Yeah. Now that I have one of those, I can set my cigar down because the chances of me losing my drink and my cigar at the same time, very tough. Yeah. 
and you go from one room to another, and there was my cigar, and that's what happens to me all day long. Where's my cigar I lost, and I trace back. I spent half the day looking for the cigar I put down. Barry, you're a guy that sits and puts it in the ashtray, it's right beside you. Yes. This is, this is the way it is. Yeah. But I lose my cigar so often, it's unbelievable. Put it on the edge of a table. Yeah. I use the edge of a table more than an ashtray. I use the ashtray to put the ash in, but when I'm sitting down the cigar, a lot of times I'll just set it down on the edge of the table. Let the ashes just fall right to the ground. Yep. Can we just point out the fact that <laughs> when you were producing, I didn't have to vacuum up here for weeks. You're up here, and we're, we're going into the uh, 15 minutes of the second hour, and there is uh, an ash cloud around you on the floor where did it, in a perfect where, half where moon. Where was Barry sitting? You can always find that spot. Yeah. It's all so you're schmuckers. saying if I was one of the members of Peanuts, I would be pig pet? Yes. Okay. I think you are Pigpen. You've did, embodied him. Wasn't something said that about you? My wife wanted to get me a license plate, Pigpen. Yeah, so she knows because she lives with you. So has the closeouts begun? And the answer is yes, they have. I'm telling you as a buyer of cigars, people are coming to us, um, and they, I'm sure they're going to other people and bigger people than, than me, um, with the closeout. And the closeout is not how many boxes would you want. It's typically... The closeout. Take them it. all. Take them all. And it's very, very hard when it's, you know, 1,200 boxes, 1,300 boxes of whatever they end up having, multiple sizes. And you see where they're heavy and where they're low on certain ones. And where they're heavy is the ones that don't, didn't sell so well. But you buy a closeout typically of all the sizes for this price. When you do that, you actually really paid the same exact price for every cigar. So in some cases... Uh, and, and in this case, they're all $59. Right. Every single one, $59. So if you like them big, you like them small. And I would look at something like that and say, look how many of the big ones we have more big ones than we have small ones. Because people were buying the small ones Correct. when it was full price. Yes. So I have so many big ones that I can offer the big ones for the same price because I know more people, it's the same price, I'm going to take the bigger one. Right. But there's so many more bigger ones that we can end up doing. And in some cases, uh, let's take the swag, for instance. There's different sizes of them. Oh, and my they, God. And we have them from $59 to $79 in there. And the bigger sizes are $79 because if I made it all the same, let's say $69, they were all the same price, that people would buy the bigger ones and we would run out of bigger ones because that's what's going to end up happening. In this case, there's so many more bigger ones than there mm -hmm. are smaller ones. They're all $59, so take the big ones. Do me a favor, take the big ones. Uh, they're boxes of 18 anyway, but there's round and square. So, oh, you know, I like a box press cigar. I'm going to get the square ones. Just for fun, do, bless you. Thank you. Just for fun, do both and see what it is. They're box of 18, no big deal. You don't have to get through a ton of them and stuff, but I did, and it was actually interesting trying both of them. And they, they although they're the same, they have a different thing to them. I don't know if it's because of the drawer or what it is, but you're going to like one better than the other, guaranteed. And it might not necessarily be the one you think, I like round cigars better than square cigars, so I'm going to like the round one. Maybe not. I like the box press one. I, I like a box press cigar because yeah. of the lack of rolling. Yeah. <coughs> so uh, watch for it. Watch for closeouts. If you're somebody that likes uh, a good deal, who doesn't like a good deal? Um you're talking about a $9 cigar for two bucks. How do you beat it, right? Yeah. So uh, that's that. 
Um, and that, um, and hopefully we get a little legs on it because if, if we sell these things good, I'll continue to buy these big giant closeouts, but they got to actually sell really good to, to be able to keep pulling this off. I did enjoy the uh, videography techniques that were employed on the video because you asked Ed, who was clearly holding the camera, yes, a question, and he nodded the camera. <laughs> yeah. I, I saw that after. I, I laughed out I, loud. I spit my drink out. I, I didn't just, see it while he was doing it until after I saw the thing because he's, he's putting his head up and down too. So that's what I saw. And then when I watched the video. Oh, man, I laughed out that loud. That was funny, Ed. Good job there. So uh, we're, we're going to continue to do it, and uh, we'll see how it goes. If they sell well, uh, we'll continue to buy things. But heads up to all consumers out there looking. These things are out there. There's nothing wrong with the cigars at all. Which one are they going to put through FDA compliance? Which one are they, they not? They have to put the one that sells the best through. Yeah. So th this is what we're seeing. It's a shame. It's a great cigar. Uh, Barry, you reviewed the cigar. I reviewed both the box and the, the round, and I'm not going to say which one I like better. But there Just is, tell us. There is a difference. I don't want to sway somebody's opinion. Let us know what you think. Send an email. And let us know, did you like the let round me, or the box press better? And I'll tell you if you were right let or me, wrong. Let yeah, me, there's no right or wrong <laughs> answer. Let me change your mind on this because... Easily, half of our audience is going to do the exact opposite of whatever you did, right. and then half of our audience follows you around like a puppy dog. So you could you could do both. You did the by same size which of one. both. I did the same size of both, and the, I found the box press to be a little bit sweeter, and okay. I found the round one to be a little bit um, drier. No, I don't want to use the term coarser because uh, that kind of has a negative connotation yeah. to it. But there, some of that spice was more prevalent on the round cigar that wasn't on the box pressed. So surprisingly, I went for the round cigar when normally I would have gone for the box press cigar. Ah, okay. But for this particular brand, the round worked. Okay. And you gave it the better rating. I gave it the uh, – the, the, they both got the same rating. Oh, yeah, okay. If they were fractions, they would have been fractionally different. Okay. Uh, but they both stood well on their own. All right. This is a coarse wrapper. What's the toothy. word? Toothy. Toothy is the word, yes. Toothy wrapper. Um, it's not going to slip out of your hand. No. I mean, you've got a good grip on this. Yeah. It's a, it's a good medium-bodied cigar uh, that uh, looks dark and looks stronger than I would say it really is. I was, uh, I was hesitant to smoke it when it first came in, and I'm glad I did. Yeah. I, I'm, always, I'm always hesitant when I see a darker cigar, and I really I know better, but... You know, I've been I, burned so many times. And also with the Medio Tiempo growing at the very, very top of the plant, it's getting the most sunlight. Um, it you know, grows even above what's classified as Lajero. It's the two corona leaves. I was expecting a lot more strength. Yeah, but those, those leaves plus, are so small. But you're right, they're small that, you know, didn't really make a difference. Well, I smoked a box of these before I pulled the trigger. You have a problem. Well, 1,300 boxes was you the have buy. A, you have a problem so because you bought 1,300, and you have a problem that you smoked a box before you made the decision. Yeah, no, because I was going back and forth, and, and still we have a, a whole bunch of the swag. And I said, I should wait till the swag gets down or whatever. But the thing is, you can't wait, because if I say no, the next guy's going to say yes, and I miss it. So I'm like, it's really good. It's unbelievable for the price. How do you beat it? You can't beat it. i got to pull the trigger, and I did. And I'm happy I did. I'm happy. But this is um, Maurice Cokes making these, right? Yes. Yeah, out of the Dominican Republic. He did. Great job. Didn't he have uh, success with, um, what was that brand? Was it Joe Cusano that came out with? Was he? Yes. Um, the one. C&C. &C. 
Yeah, was that was that him? CNC, and he did the um, one that had to do with liquor, also, um, where they paired the um, what do you dram drum? Oh okay, yeah, yeah, dram, dram. yeah, dram. dram of uh, yeah. This reminds me a little bit of, and this is going to sound crazy, mm. uh, the CNC in the orange box, the Corojo one. Mm. This reminds me a lot of that. Okay. It's been a long time since yeah, I smoked too. one of those. I think it's it's only really prevalent for me because when I was coming into, we'll call it the industry, not just being on the Cigar Authority, but starting to work in the Seabrook store, we had done an event with Joe, and I smoked an awful lot of CNC Corojos that day. Yeah. All right, let's find out what's up in the cigar world with Barry Stein. It's time for What's, what's up? up in the Cigar World, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled end to bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse cigar today. I don't know if this classifies dues, but uh, Rudy says that you have a case of FOMO. FOMO. Fear of missing out. Yes, there's some of that. Some. Yeah, there is. It's so, true. So the FDA announced this week that they were extending the deadline for product listing on cigars due to recent hurricanes by six months. However, the delay is only for companies in areas that have had a response from FEMA and the full list, which is like 50 counties, a whole bunch of countries, could be found on FDA.gov. And in July, six health groups look to be named as co-defendants in the lawsuit against FDA. This week, the motion to intervene was officially denied by a U.S. District Court. The judge said the health groups failed to show the reversal of FDA regulations could cause concrete and demonstrable injury. And that's what's up in a very slow news week in the cigar industry. What's up in the cigar world was brought to you by Recluse Cigars. The Recluse Amadeus Habano Reserva uses grade A Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, a San Andreas binder, a Dominican Lajero Seco, and Pennsylvanian Broadleaf filler tobaccos, which create a blend we call the Cigar of the Year. Recluse Cigars is what's up. That's all we can report. Me and Barry have been working on something, but we can't report it yet because we need at least one more corroborating yes. Yes. testimony. Yes, one more. But what do you got here in the mailbag? The following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com, and David writes, howdy. That's all he writes. See, it wouldn't be me, because I would never say howdy. Well, been, I just said it. Been listening for a couple of months and love the show. With respect to the care package, will there be an open season for 2018? If so, I would love to put it on my calendar to sign up. How does one sign up? Many thanks for the great educational content. I uh, love the information provided by the Perdomo factory. Unbelievable. Now, with respect to the care package, and I get a lot of emails about the care package, and I respond the same way. The care package is for listeners only. We're not looking for you to tell your buddy down the street about this unbelievable cigar deal. This is to get our listeners to smoke cigars along with us. So when it does open, we will announce it on the show only. Yes. And that's it's, it. It's coming. It's coming. You have to keep listening it's, week after week. We call that a tease in the industry, and I'm sorry, but that's how it has to be is done. Is it safe to say it's coming this year? Yes. It's coming this year, and it's coming soon. Why do you ask questions you know the answer to? I'm just extending the tease. <laughs> the tease extension. Okay, right now it's time for the Don Raphael Offer of the Day. 
It's time for the Don Raphael Offer of the Day, brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Everyone has a price. Would you do this? And if so, for how much? And I already know the answer to Mr. Jonathan on this one. Really? Because it's $100 to drink a bottle of ketchup. Um, no effing way. He hates ketchup, by Hate. the way, folks. If it was $1,000, the answer would be no. I don't think I would do it for $10,000. And, and it's a fruit. Ketchup is a fruit. It's a tomato. You know how you feel about regular tomatoes being in their larval state? Yes. I feel like ketchup is overfinished. I don't like it. Just the thought. You're appalled by. The thought of even con- contemplating it is making my gag reflex start to trigger. And even as a kid, <coughs> ketchup on french fries. I used to love my mom's tuna fish salad. I used to love it. And then she taught me the recipe, and it calls for the two things in this world that I hate the most of anything. Tuna fish and mayonnaise. Ketchup and mayonnaise. Ketchup in a tuna fish sandwich? Were her two secret ingredients, and I have not had tuna salad since I was nine when I found out that that's what was in it. Disgusting. I hate ketchup. I despise ketchup. Really? You do like it. But you like $100 bills. And I hate it even more. Since my stepdaughter into my life, because she puts ketchup on pizza. Oh, my God. That really? is a Disgusting. huge sin. I told her she's never allowed to come to New York with me, ever. She's not, she shouldn't be allowed to ke- eat pizza, ever. Pe- people hate ketchup. Yeah, I hate it. So, so Dave, a couple clarifications. Yeah. Can I pick the brand of ketchup? Yeah. And, with, is, and is, what's a good ketchup brand? There I, aren't any. I'd probably just go with Heinz, but do I have a time limit on it? (laughs) (laughs) You want to stretch it out? And when you go, he's not saying he wants to or doesn't want to. He's asking, is there a time limit? That's a fair question. And would you go with the green or the red variety? Well, they don't even make the green anymore. I'd have to go with the red anyway. But what size bottle? Just the regular kind of. Yeah, but the squeeze one. I want. You, know, you want to get every drop out. You squeeze it in front of everybody. I'm, I'm willing to do it right now. Actually, we got we got the bottle of ketchup. Now, if it was I'm a bottle, if it heaps. was a bottle of Hershey's chocolate syrup, I'm all. Oh in. yeah. <laughs> but you would do that for free. But I think most people like ketchup. I I didn't know there were people that didn't like ketchup. Oh, oh. ketchup's disgusting. Yeah. Ed Sullivan, you, you you normally have ketchup. It depends. A little bit with French fries. I don't put it on top. Just a little dip. And, a f- and how about on a uh, hamburger? Sure. Yeah, not a hot dog. Never. Never. You Never. know what I like to dip my French fries in? I like to remove the... Denver? <laughs> I like to remove the lid from my vanilla shake oh and then dip God. the fry in my vanilla shake. That's a good time. Just, just, <laughs> just, just for the record, you should stop eating vanilla shakes and French fries for a little while. Wow, I don't know. I, I didn't realize people hated it. You're the, Jonathan was the first person I ever knew that said, I hate ketchup. I feel the same way about ketchup that you feel about mayonnaise. Yeah. Ugh. Wow. Okay. Um, there, maybe it should be We Hate Ketchup Club or something like that. Start a Facebook I'll group. I'll be the president. And how about putting ketchup, like you put ketchup on the side and you dip your french fry in. Or uh, Ed Sullivan, would you ever put the ketchup on it like you know, right across it. No, no, you don't get even distribution. I like that sometimes. <laughs> I won't I eat mean, someone's French fries that has done that because there might accidentally be ketchup somewhere on it. Yeah. I'm I mean, out. I'm not eating your French fries. Dave, how about this? The squeeze bottle and just layer it on each individual French fry. I've done it. Yeah. I've done it. 
That's time consuming. <laughs> it takes away from the goodness of French fries. It's it's part of Dave's diet. Yeah, it's good. That's going to make you eat one French fry at a time, as opposed to grab a handful and eat. I found a bottle of ketchup in the fridge. I threw it away. I don't even want it in the fridge near Whoa. the food that I'm making in case somebody spills it. A lot of things have ingredients. Ketchup is an ingredient in, in mixing things. I can promise you anything that I'm making, buddy, there's no ketchup in it, and there's no mayonnaise. Good. That's a good thing for me. Okay, so our thoughts here, early thoughts. Viajuelo, medio tempo. It's got a very uh, sweet finish to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, medio mean medium? Medio tempo means half time. It translates to half okay. time, like half tempo. Okay. I guess it's half the size of a normal leaf, thus medio okay. tempo. Burnham Perfect, great quality cigar. For Very good. Very good. A little brown sugar I'm picking up. Got the brown sugar. No cinnamon. There's no bite to it. It's, it's got a nice sweet uh, start, and it's got a nice sweet finish. Honestly, it's not the most interesting cigar I've ever smoked in my life, but certainly for the price. Very good. Every time I smoke this, I think of listening to the Rolling Stones because there's that definitive brown sugar. Rolling Stones, brown sugar. Yeah. How do you even sleep at night? I sleep very well. All right, well, we got to take a break. And when we come back, today's classic three-way, Mr. Jonathan's our champion, right? right. And Mr. Jonathan's going to get debonair. And we got lots of letters in the mailbox and lots more. We're live from Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Smokey Joe's is changing the dress code when it comes to enjoying a premium handmade cigar. Using the finest materials of velvet and silk, their smoking jackets are made for a lasting impression. Smokey Joe's has fitted the likes of Smokey Robinson, James Brown, Sammy Davis Jr., and now they want to fit you too with a smoking jacket. Proudly designed and manufactured in the USA, Smokey Joe's invites you to feel the inspiration of fashion from an era where clothing was designed using only the finest materials and craftsmanship. Smokey Joe's clothing continues to be a story of America at its best. Innovation, hard work, and fearless enterprise. When you light up the best, smoke it while wearing the best. Smoking Joe's Smoking Jackets. Available at SmokeyJoe'sClothing.com That's SmokeyJoe'sClothing.com Be sure to tell them the Cigar Authority sent you. Let's talk a little about Rough Rider Cigars. So here is where the motorcycle culture meets Cigar Nation. This badass looking cigar uses the name Rough, but delivers a smooth as silk ride each and every time. Even before lighting one, you can't help but notice its sweet like honey flavor. Smooth and creamy, resembling slightly sweetened butter. Outstanding! The Rough Rider Cigar is so beautiful in so many ways. We're talking a premium cigar, imported, long filler cigar, but wait till you hear the price. Every cigar is in the $3 price range, that's right. Even the Churchill in the 6x60, every cigar is in the $3 price range. Rough Rider Cigars, there's nothing rough about Rough Rider except the name. Rough Rider Cigars. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars and the new Drew Diplomat app. 
Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Provider Number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General Warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Founded in 1989 by Mariana and Nestor Miranda, Miami Cigar and Company proudly celebrates their 25th anniversary with the release of their flagship brand, the Nestor Miranda Collection. Made in Esteli, Nicaragua by Don Pepin Garcia, the collection is available in three distinct wrappers aimed to please even the toughest critic. Nestor Miranda Collection. You only get one life. How will you live yours? Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake. Jose Dominguez, not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Raised in Cuba and steeped in the rich tradition of the Fernandez cigar legacy, A.J. Fernandez produces unparalleled premium cigars in Esteli, Nicaragua, ensuring superior quality. The day-to-day operations at Tabacalera A.J. Fernandez Cigars de Nicaragua are managed under the watchful eye of A.J. Fernandez himself. Through a fusion of inherited techniques and learned patience, A.J. Fernandez filler tobaccos are grown from prized seeds which are proprietary only to the Fernandez family. Perhaps the most essential quality of the A.J. Fernandez line of cigars, such as New World, Enclave and Last Call, is the perspective and motivation of A.J. Fernandez, as well as the history of the Fernandez family. Enjoy the continuing legacy of A.J. Fernandez cigars. Hey, what's up, people? This is David Ortiz, Big Papi from the Big Papi Cigar. You're listening to Cigar Atory. And we are back, broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Sound Stage. Gentlemen, Jonathan's going to do it debonair style. we got a classic three-way and letters in the mailbox. Welcome back, everybody. 
Barry Stein, quick sports thing right now. You got game seven. Yep, I'm a diehard Yankee fan. I haven't uh, boycotted that sport yet. Yeah. Um, last night they faced uh, Justin Verlander, who shut him out. And the only thing Houston that came, Astros. Yep. The only thing that came close to his balls was his wife. That's terrible. <laughs> Kate Upton. Kate Upton. Feel good about that? I feel great about that. All right. We're smoking the Viajuelo. <laughs> you know, your segment, your segment was in the last hour. That's when you've got to leave the double entendres. He can't help it. He, they go all the time. Uh, yeah, we're smoking the Viajuelo Medio Tempo. This is part of the Cigar Authority Care Package. Listen in. Listen to the show. Cigar Authority Care Package is sold out again. But once a year, it's twice coming. a year or something, we open it up for a short period of time, let some people in. In case somebody ended up getting out, we fill the spots up. And we keep it going. So it's coming soon. Watch it. You'll get four cigars every month. We'll smoke them on the show. And uh, you'll see what you, what you think of it. Are our flavors crazy that we talk about? Maybe not. Maybe, maybe you get it, right? We do that cigar tasting. We, wasn't it funny this week that we, we had these guys that, yeah, we don't taste the things you talk about, blah, 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 blah. Then we start talking about it. We pass out some things that we think it tastes like. it. Oh, I see what you're talking about. That's because you're doing it right. And what a testament. Those, when they came in, we had four guys come in for a cigar tasting freight. There were supposed to be eight of them. And two of them come running in like they're, they're going to rob the place. And they're picking up this cigar and looking at this box and touching this humidor. And I'm, I go upstairs and I'm like, all right, we got some animals on our hands. Yeah. But by the end of that hour and a half, they were slouched in the chair. They yeah. were relaxed, totally relaxed. They were calm. And that, what a nice testament. Guys. What nice a testament guys. to smoking cigars with some friends. Yeah. So I, I planned on talking about the cigar school that we have coming up. We open it up uh, a couple times a year and, and do a cigar school, but sold out, sold out, so we're not going to bring that up. And we do have an event coming up. We have a Davidoff, um, Winston Churchill. Winston Churchill, the, la the late hour. Yep, late hour. Celebrating his 143rd birthday. Yeah, yeah. So $143 per ticket. Marked down $100 off. Only $43. See where I was going there? I see. I, I was going to correct you, and then I saw where you were going. There we it. go. You may need a pretty big cake to get that many candles on it. Yeah. Interesting guy, though. Big movie coming out. The Winston Churchill movie yeah. is coming Can't out. Can't wait to so, see that. Look, yeah. While you enjoy life to its fullest, it's important to be debonair. How to be more debonair and gentleman-like is Gentleman Jonathan. You need a gentleman? Gentleman. I'm a gentleman. Gentlemen, <laughs> you wouldn't want to call me gentlemen. Ladies, fasten your seatbelts, switch on your electronic devices, and pump up the volume. You need a gentleman. And this is the Gentleman's Way, brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provide their clients with suspension of reality. Time spent smoking a debonair can never be subtracted from one's life. Gentlemen, how we dress for an event tells us as much about our character as our handshake does. The key to dressing for success at a party <coughs> is to stick to the theme. We are right now in full-blown Halloween season, and you may get invited to a costume party. You may not like getting dressed up all that much, but if you are going to go to the party, the debonair play is to play along. After all, the host invited you because he or she believed that you would be an asset to the event. Pick up a Where's Waldo costume for 20 bucks for crying out loud. Wear it every year until it wears out. <laughs> yeah. And don't be this year's Halloween wet blanket. The question is, 
Are you debonair or not? So were you at an Easter Bunny event this week that you were wearing a pink suit? That I was, you looked like the Easter Bunny? I was Bunny? at an event that was uh, celebrating breast cancer awareness. Ah, and the instructor is a breast cancer survivor, mm-hmm. so I was being supportive uh, in every way that I can. And, yes, I do own a pink suit. And were you to stand out? Were you standing out at that uh, event? Yes, and normally I would recommend that somebody not be the standout. Your goal when you go to a party is to fit in. The difference here is that I was the entertainment for the event. So it is acceptable for the entertainment to go a little bit overboard with the outfit. But if you're a guest at a party, you don't want to outdo the host. Ah. So. Okay. So did anybody put two in the pink to get in there? Oh, my God. (laughs) I got to admit, you rocked that suit. (laughs) (laughs) I fired off one joke after another, but you definitely rocked that suit. Thank you very much. All right, so calendar of events of upcoming shows on the Cigar Authority. Next week, a doctor, a scientist, uh, he's all in one, will discuss cigar smoking. We're going to interview J.R. Dominguez also, and um, we have a cigar on the care package. The following week, November 4th, right here live on the Cigar Authority, Roe and Ma, the owners of Roe McCraft, Mike Rosales and Skip Martin, uh, we'll talk about the European cigar market just coming back from there. They're making cigars only for that market. Uh, how does that compare with the U.S. market? We'll talk to both of them about that and have them live in studio. Actually, they're going to be at our stores for three days. Yep, they'll be in Seabrook and Nashua on November 3rd. Uh, there'll be limited edition cigars that are um, specific to each store. And then the following day here in Salem for the show with a different, different. set of limited edition cigars. Yeah. So uh, got to do the hat trick and visit all three stores. Yeah, that would be the goal. No, Is it me or are the boutique manufacturers really, really playing up the boutiqueness of things? I mean, they really can zig or zag with the times. So having we, we got do, three they stores. They do what the big guys can't do. That's the idea. And that's really the yeah. only, that's the play that they have. Of course. I like of it. Of course. November 11th, 25 years uh, of Cigar Aficionado. We're going to dig into issue number one. We'll talk about that. And a uh, little bonus on that episode, no Mr. Jonathan. Why do you got to put it like that? It's very hurtful. Yeah. <laughs> and you're going away? What are you doing? I'm going down to the Living Legends of Dance. Ah, once and, again, uh, it's that time of year. I will be DJing the party down there as the headliner. And wearing the pink suit? I don't think I'm going to get away with wearing the pink suit there. There's, no. uh, there's somebody that's a little more flamboyant than I am. His really? name's Ramiro. He'll, he'll be the bell of the ball, as it were. Will you be dancing with him? Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> November 18th, the contenders to the Cigar of the Year. So that will be interesting this year, uh, contenders to the Cigar of the Year. Going all the way up to November 25th, believe it or not, our 400th episode. 400 episodes. So we're gonna There's a lot of copycats very- out there, but I, I don't know if anyone can copy 400 episodes. Good luck with that one. Go try that, right? So uh, we, we are not the champions, though. We'll talk about that. There's somebody that had done 500 episodes before. They don't do them anymore. But at least we have something to thrive can, for yeah, and get to. Two years to close in on that one. Yeah. So what do you got in the mailbag, Mr. Thompson? Hey, There's a letter in your mailbox. You got mail. The following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. Uh, with Cigar Authority trying to get on iHeartRadio, I remember you mentioning about some screening for adult language. You may want to listen to the first 10 minutes of the March 18th episode really? from 2015. 2015. The episode, You've I Got may Mail. Not. <laughs> I may not want to look at that. <laughs> really? 
So I'm, I'm, I'm going to write that date down. What is it again? That is March 15th. March 8th. March 28th, I'm sorry, 2015. March 28th, 2015. It's within the first 10 minutes. What I love, what I love so and, much. And what is the, in the letters? It's the uh, You've Got Mail episode. You've Got Mail, first 10 minutes, huh? See, we forget because we, as soon as this show is over, other than going back and listening to it for the technical side of things as we're helping Ed Sullivan step his game up, which, by the way, Ed Sullivan. Killing it. Killing it. Killing Thank it. You. So other than listening to it, we... Don't go back to that episode again. We are now working on the next episode. But listeners go back and listen to things more than once, and they catch us on stuff, and I love that. So I must say, you claim to have never... Never once. I challenge a listener to find a time that I used any of the seven deadly sin words. Never. Who invented the seven deadly words? That was uh, George Carlin. It was. It was. That'll start off our he little game up. with one it, point. Because it, was, because it wasn't true, you know. He made those words up. There was, there was no list. And he said, this is the list. And it, and it, uh, and it became the list. It became the list. So you just say it is, and it, and it does become that. So very interesting. Okay, right now it's time for the Classic 3-Way, brought to you by Classic Cigars. You've heard of epic rap battles. But now it's time for the epic battle. Wow, it's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. For this day. Tell anyone about this, I'll kill you. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. In classic history. Here's looking at you, kid. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Nervous? Yes. All classic cigars are handmade and imported from the Dominican Republic, and every cigar is priced under, get this, under $3 per cigar. You like that, baby? Let him know where I came from, yeah! Choose any blend, including the Classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste, the Classic Maduro for its bold and spicy flavor, or the Classic Cuban for its sweet, sun-grown, and nutty overtones. That's Undertones, you idiot! Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar. And today, Mr. Jonathan is our champion still. Is that true? Well, again, yes. Again. still. I regained the title, as it were. For the first time? Not for the first time. In years. In, in a while. I, I was the champion exiting 2016 into 2017. So you remain the 2016 champion. I am still the champion of 2016. That's right. correct. Today is October 21st, and you're going to go first. It's the birth date of Alfred Nobel, the inventor of dynamite. He also owned the primary iron and steel producer to produce major manufacturing of cannons and other armaments. Isn't it odd that he is who they named the Nobel Peace Prize after. He's the guy that did dynamite and cannons, and yet he is the guy connected to peace because he had the, he had the machinery and stuff to do the, uh, the killing, and he was the guy for peace. But anyway, today's his birthday. What year was he born? I was going to change my answer, and then I'm going to change it back to my original mm. answer. I'm going to go 1833. 1806. Six. Ed Sullivan. 1801. 1801. Believe it or not, somebody has two points. Mr. Jonathan. Cheater. Did you study this? You had to have. Well, not even ask the question. Of course you did. How did you get 1833? It's a good wow. question. He did his homework for the first time ever. 
Cheater. Today, October 21st, <laughs> 2017, Barry Stein. Today's the birthday of Carrie Fisher, American actress, famous star as Princess Leia in Star Wars films, born October 21st, died December 27th of last year. Died four days after suffering a heart attack on a flight from London to Los Angeles. Carrie Fisher, born today, what year? 1954. 54. Ed Sullivan? 1950. 50. And Mr. Jonathan, the cheetah? 1949. 49. 50. 54. Barry Stein, 54. It's 56. You got the point. Nice parents. Cheater. Over to Ed Sullivan. Kim Kardashian, born today. American TV personality and model rose to fame in her reality series, Keeping Up with the Kardashians, and with, along with Courtney and Kim's Takeover Takes New York. She married the rapper Kanye West, Kim Ugh. Kardashian, born today what year? 1980. 1980, Mr. J? 1979. 79. 71. 71. Somebody's got two points. Ed Sullivan. Now we got a game here. We got Ed Sullivan with two, Mr. Jonathan, the two, Barry with one. Back to Mr. Jonathan. Three questions remain. Judith Steindland. Uh, Judge Judy. Here we go. Judge Judy, American journalist, TV personality known as Judge Judy television show. Before appearing on television, she worked for a cosmetic firm as a corporate lawyer. Judge Judy or earned $47 million a year in her prime. Do you believe that? $47 million a year she was making in her prime. Judge Judy, born today, what year? Is it me? It yes. is me. 1950. 50. 45. 45. 1943. 43. And everyone is over. 1942. Wow, she looks good for her age. Okay, over to Barry Stein. Natalie Holloway. Natalie Holloway, American teenager who disappeared while vacationing with her high school cl classmates in Aruba. Jordan Van Der Slot, uh, the primary suspect in the disappearance of Natalie Holloway, was later um, caught for murder uh, of a different person. I uh, can't even read my, read my spelling of whatever I spelled there. But anyway, Natalie Holloway, remember her? Yep. Born today, what year? 1987. 87. Ed Sullivan. 1982. 82. I'm going 95. 95. One point for Ed Sullivan. He says 82. It's 86. Barry on one too high. So we have one question left. Ed Sullivan with three points. Mr. Jonathan with two points. Barry with one point. Anybody can tie this. And it goes over to Ed Sullivan. In Boston Harbor, the 44 gun U.S. Navy frigate called the USS Constitution Watch was, your mouth. was launched today. USS Constitution launched today. What year? 1747. 1747. Uh, you changing your point? You changing it? What are you doing? 1773. So you did it after. That was very unfair. You started. I wasn't ready. 1781. 1781 for the point, Barry. It's 1797. Wait a second. Yeah, Barry got it, right? Yep. Barry got the point. 
The winner is Ed Sullivan with three points. Barry, two, Mr. Jonathan, two, Ed Sullivan. Congratulations. Your first championship. Congratulations. Uh, second, I wanted to point out that I won, and then Aaron came back. So it w we were co-champions. Ah, uh, no kidding. Week. That's right. That's right. So it has gone back to its rightful owner. Correct. What saying. I'm, I'm undefeated. Wow. Here we go. So you have to come back next week. All right. I'll be back. And... Uh, <laughs> Hold your title up and see, see what ends up happening with that. And I did not study, although I suspect others did. Mm. My cigar went out on me. But that's okay, because I'm going to properly light the cigar, if you've never seen this before. Again, after the cigar went out, I put it down because I knew I had to do this. So I'm going to toast the cigar like I normally toast the cigar before I light the cigar and get it all toasty around. I took all the ash off that I possibly could, because what I don't want to do is blow, suck the ash in. No one likes, end up having the taste of it. No one likes the taste of ash. So after I have it all toasty and stuff, instead of lighting the cigar like, like I normally would and draw into it, I blow out of it over the flame. After I do that a couple of times, the cigar is lit perfectly. I have not drawn any of that ash taste and particles into the barrel and base of the cigar, and it tastes perfect. Do that at home. Copy me. Do likewise, gentlemen. That's right. Do likewise. So, uh, Viajuelo, pretty good. How do you beat that for a couple of bucks? You can't. Look for closeouts. Look for them. If you're a guy that likes a good value, look for something like that. What are you getting for taste on this? Anything? I got. Uh, I still get the brown sugar, but uh, if you put the, the brown sugar inside a teriyaki kind of mix and you made yourself a teriyaki steak and you, you got it nice and cooked... It gets a little bit of the burnt yeah. ends on there, and then just at the very end, you finish it with a little white pepper because that's that's coming up as I'm getting to the middle of the cigar. Okay. So I was thinking you take a steak on the grill. It's, you know, hundred percent wrong. The center's cooked perfectly, nice and medium rare. Yeah. But the edges and the outside of the steak kind of gets that burnt, crusty uh, taste to it, but with black pepper. So it's like a pepper and crusted You're saying the same thing. Filet mignon. You're saying the same exact thing. Tell them how wrong they are, Ed Sullivan. They're very wrong. Okay, there we go. <laughs> but I'm, I'm getting a little bit of malt on it. Malt. Malt. Ah. Ed Sullivan was smoking cigars for, for a long, long time. But we're going to get into a show. We're going to really bring Ed in. He's learning the mechanics of this thing and getting it down. We're going to draw him in because he's got a lot to add to the show. Yes, he does. He can take it to another level. He already is. He's going to take it to another level. With that being said, next week, a scientist, a doctor, and a cigar smoker joins us. Dr. Mark S. Mikosi. Hi, did it right. Let science help him enjoy premium cigars and the truth about cigars in the smoke and mirrors that are around it. Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And uh, always remember, if you've learned nothing else in the last two hours, keep this in mind. The lid end does not belong in your mouth. Can I have your attention for a second? I want to tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact that I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two guys smoke shop. 
Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.